Ladies and gentlemen, time now for yet another in the world-famous James Whale radio podcast shows. Uh, right, I think that'll do it. Let's go. the intro yeah that's the intro my oh. back's hurting oh i don't know i've just I've, i did something this morning i don't know picked up the dog dish after they'd had their breakfast and oh i seem to have trapped a nerve in my top of my hip or something have you taken any drugs yeah but they're not doing any good Oh, gosh. I need, you know, it, it feels like I need somebody to pull my leg out of the joint and put it back in. Uh, right, but I'm a soldier. I will struggle on. Good, good. Uh, welcome to the programme. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, uh, talking about, oh, golly, I don't know where, where, where do we start? The, the, big, uh, the big problem, of course, for the entire world, well, probably the world, uh, is what happens with the Brexit debate, which everybody's forgotten about. It's very strange, isn't it? Uh, we're just talking about sexual impropriety. And, uh, and you know, have you put your hand on anybody's knee uninvitedly recently? Um, not to make light of what is... Sorry, I'm going to have to move. Uh, what is a serious situation? Um, and I think I was talking to my a friend and colleague, Julia Hartley Brewer, the other day, of course, who has started or has been featured uh, in Negate. It was, in fact, her knees. Very nice knees. Oh, you can't say that. No. Uh, ordinary knees, uh, which uh, she has been... Um, which she's been taking with her everywhere for quite some considerable time, uh, which is rela related or partly related in the Defence Secretary handing in his resignation. Uh, but I think, as she said, you know, there are, there are serious allegations of people who committed serious sexual offences. Um, and then there's the rest of it, people who may well have been a little drunk or a little over-friendly. And we all know people who are a little over-friendly, don't we, Rob? Uh, we do, we do, but I don't mind you putting yeah, your hand on yeah. my knee. Yeah, but it is kind of enveloping, if you like, everything, so that we are now in a... Let me move my microphone so I can move my back. Oh, hang on. Uh, so we're now in a situation where, uh, you know, you, you sort of say the wrong thing to somebody, and uh, depending on how they feel, I suppose, they're going to start complaining about it. And some people are saying, oh, well, you know, so-and-so made uh, improper remarks to me 10 years ago. Uh, depends what you call improper remarks, I suppose. Um, I think we're just all going to have to change the way we behave, aren't we, really? We're just going to have to stop being... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, really. What is the word? Stupid. Yeah, possibly stupid. I don't know. Well, you, you work for yourself, don't you? In fact, you don't employ any women, do you? I deliberately don't employ women. I don't want to get into trouble. Really? Yeah. That's very wise. So men will only employ men and women will only employ women and that's how the world will continue. Yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, okay. Well, if anybody's got any suggestions or uh, interesting points to raise on that, uh, call it zero. Uh, I nearly gave you the talk radio. Did I tell you I've got a, a show on talk radio? You haven't this week. Tell me again. Oh, yeah, talk radio. DAB radio station, national. It's all over the country. I'm there every evening, 7 o'clock. 
until 10 and on a Sunday morning from 11. Uh, check it out. Check out Talk Radio. Um, yeah. Okay, I've done that, haven't I? Uh, Got to move my leg again. Oh, this is ridiculous. I'd help you, but I don't want to touch you. No, don't you don't. I mean, that would be wrong in so many ways. Um, so anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. Are the drugs kicking in now, are they? I don't know. Maybe they are. Oh, gosh. Oh. So anyway, um, I'm going to have to get a proper chair for my studio. No, you can't get rid of his grandmother's chair. Well, I know, I'll move it somewhere else, but this this was my grandmother's... Um, I inherited this from my grandmother many, many years ago. It's a very old-fashioned, old chair, sort of, I don't know, could be Georgian. Uh, and she had it at her dressing. You know how ladies always had a dressing table with a chair at it? I don't think people do anymore. We don't. Um, Mrs. W just makes herself up on the go. But uh, like a lot of ladies, my grandmother had a, a chair and a dressing table. And this was the chair of her dressing table. I can remember playing on it and thinking it was quite like a castle. I remember when I was a kid. Or I think it also became the front of a spitfire at some time as well. Um, but it's bloody uncomfortable to sit in for any amount of time. Did she have a bad back by chance? She did, funnily enough. Mm, straight then I, I, I come I come from a country a country I come from a family <laughs> of bad backs so I think it must be a lot of it is hereditary as well apparently if your joints are a bit knackered I'm not related to you so I'm okay yeah yeah no well you you've got other problems haven't you well that's true yeah that's I just true. can't get this leg in a, in a comfortable see it's all right if I stand up <laughs> you know, it's an hour not, of this I'm not standing up for the whole show that would be that wouldn't work, would it? Well, we can't hear you. Well, if I start, I'll sit down again. Okay. I'm, I'm, what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm perching on the front of the chair with my legs tucked under it. Oh, dear. Cool. Okay. Oh, that's no good either. That really is no good. <laughs> um, <coughs> right. Uh, are you lost now? Do you, do you need a, do no, you need no, a prompt? No. What? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. So anyway, where were we? We were talking about um, uh, the, the sexual impropriety that seems now to have obscured everything else that people are talking about. Uh, it's it's just, you know, I wonder who's been doing it with who and what's the next thing that's going to come out. Uh, and maybe we are moving to a time when uh, people's behaviour, you can't, you can't just go and put, nor, I've never been sort of a touchy-feely person, but there are people, aren't there, every time you meet them, men and women who always sort of grab your arm or put their arm around you or guys who have to shake your hand and then hold your hand with their other hand. I've never liked that much. Um, or always have to kiss you when they meet you. You know, there's all that sort of thing. And some people who don't realise that they're too close and invade your personal space. But I think we get into a situation now where some serious sexual misconduct is being overshadowed by people who were obviously saying, oh, well, you know, actually somebody put their hand on my knee or somebody, do you know, somebody actually started chatting me up and I really do want to be chat. You know, I think I think we have to we have to be a, a little tougher ourselves as well. And even when somebody in authority over you does something that you are not happy with, there should be a way that you can say to that person without any fear of losing your job, I, I, please don't, I'm not comfortable with that. 
and of course, most big companies anyway now, uh, you would have an HR department, wouldn't you, that you could go and speak to? Yeah, the specialists, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's all uh, going on apace, and uh, I suppose, like everything else, we all like a little bit of... Uh, I mean, this is this is the, the, the terrible thing. We're all... Everybody's going, terrible. But everybody's reading it. Everybody's interested in it more than we ought to be, in a way. Are some people finding it entertaining? Yeah, we're becoming voyeurs, aren't we? Mm. And there are real, real problems in the world at the moment. You know, the terrorist attack in uh, in New York, absolute tragedy, uh, which is <laughs> not many people are even talking about it. Um, it, it, it's it's absolutely bizarre. Uh, Brexit is falling apart around everybody's ears, but nobody is talking much about that. There was a, um, a a vote of no confidence in the government the other day, where they've been forced now to release documentation on the uh, the possible outcomes to the economy of this country on leaving the European Union, which uh, I think is quite important to all of us. And, of course, the interest rate has just gone up a quarter of 1%. Good news indeed. Uh, other people, it's not such good news. Uh, but the economy is fragile still. Uh, in fact, one, uh, one, one economist whose name escapes me has just written a book and uh, is doing the rounds. I'm going to try and get an interview with him. He says the whole referendum has been a complete and utter farce. Um, he's worked out that only 37% of the, the possible electorate in this country have voted to leave Europe, and he thinks it will be reversed. He said the idea that in such an important referendum that those people of the age of 16, um, who may well be uh, out and uh, working or doing a, doing some kind of um, uh, a job or education, whatever. I mean, I left school as 16. I, I didn't go much in my final year, and I, I was out there working very hard, and I would want to be able to have my say as to how I thought the future of the country went. So all those people which weren't taken into account who live in this country, every Brit who has the right to vote, who is a British citizen, who lives abroad, was not allowed to vote in the referendum. And all those people uh, of other nationalities who live and work and pay tax in this country were also not allowed to vote in the referendum. So in the end, it's a, it's a, a, a minority of people who voted to leave the European Union, be championed by a bunch of politicians, and we are in a situation now where we are going to f*** up. And I make no apology for using the word f*** up the whole of this country and probably beyond. Can I just apologise for the uh, bad language there, and I'll beep it out. You f***ing won't. <sighs> and that too. Um, anyway, so there, we, there, those are my thoughts on that. And uh, if you want to get in touch, well, we've got uh, our phone box where you can... Is it working at the moment? Uh, it's sort of... It's hanging on by a limb. I was speaking to Microsoft the other day yeah. about it, and it's going to be resolved soon. Oh. So there's no point in me giving the number out at the moment. No, 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 we are getting calls in. Oh, OK. Uh, 0-117-230-1771. It's all on Facebook page. You can find it there and on the front page of the uh, website. So it's everywhere and the address, jameswellradio at gmail.com. 
Get in touch. Give me your thoughts. Uh, now, you may remember last week was taken up and uh, a lot of my talk radio programme taken up with this uh, farce uh, of getting a ticket. Mrs. Mrs. W got a ticket. We got a letter, a very official letter, uh, saying uh, you've uh, parked in the wrong place and uh, including photographs of Mrs. W's car leaving this car park. And when you get it, you think, what the hell have I done? She'd been shopping in Lidl, and apparently the Lidl that she'd used um, has a very strange parking uh, culture. And the culture is that you park there, and there are signs saying customer parking all over the place. Um, I've been back to have a look. There's nothing that says pay. There is nothing to pay. You don't have to pay. But what you have to do is you have to register your car number in the store uh, with the number on the bottom of your receipt just to prove you've used the store. Well, Mrs. W never heard of anything like this, and I must say, nor had I, and didn't see any notices and didn't even understand what where the machines were or whatever. So she just went, did her shopping in good faith and came out again. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm quite, on behalf of lots of other people, and other people have been stung by these Flipping ridiculous uh, parking private companies. Private parking companies. Um, and so we took it further, and uh, we've got to the situation now where Little's press office, nobody at Little talks to the media, by the way, uh, which I think is pretty stupid. Um, they've escalated the cancelling of this, and we were reliably informed that anybody who appealed and could prove that they had been shopping in Little would have their parking fine quashed. So let me make that absolutely clear. If you've been and shopped, and I'm led to believe it's not only Little, in a shop where you don't have to pay, but you do have to register your number, and you didn't realise, if you have proof of the fact you've been shopping in that store, i.e., they say, your receipt then all you have to do is follow the appeals process. Personally, I don't have the time, the inclination to follow the f***ing appeals process. And so I've abused my situation on behalf of everybody else, called their press office, have a, you know, and said this is just not on. But if you, you know, if this is how you treat your customers, well, if, you, if you've got your receipt, well, I'm sorry, Mrs. W doesn't have a receipt for doing her grocery shopping. Um... Oh, well, you know, credit card statements. Oh, look, look, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just pull out, okay, pull out the CCTV of the day. I'll tell you the day she was there. Go through it with me, and I'll sit with you, and I'll find her. Anyway, at the end, we had a long argument on the phone, blah, 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 and they have very uh, graciously said, in this instance, we would uh, we would cancel it. And we would, of course, if anybody has a proof of purchase, uh, instantly cancel this and uh, they've they've done that they've also sent me a statement so i thought i would share this with you but it is worth if you've been done like this and i know it says if you pay this uh, promptly you only need to pay 45 pounds or whatever it is um and if you don't then you will obviously uh have to pay the whole thing if you get in touch straight away with the company and say i'm sorry but I, I didn't realise, uh, and you have your receipt, it'll be cancelled straight away. And if anybody has any problem, let me know. Little have said in a statement, they don't want to be interviewed, uh, that Little uh, has car park management systems in place where car parks are subject to abuse. 
this is for the sole purpose of managing the availability of car parking spaces in order to prevent misuse and ultimately ensure that customers take priority, which is fine, absolutely. Uh, but my point was to them that they need to make this absolutely clear in huge hoardings everywhere in the car park and that maybe the uh, checkout staff tell everybody as well. Uh, the type of in-store validation system installed in their branch is common now across different industry sectors, including multi-storey car parks, airports, hotels, train stations, leisure facilities, allowing genuine customers to validate their parking. Uh, the system allows for up to 90 minutes of parking with a 10-minute grace period should a customer change their mind. To validate parking, customers can simply scan their till receipt and register their vehicle at one of four touch screen terminals in the store. My problem with that is it wasn't made absolutely clear. As you know, if you're busy and rushing in and out, you don't understand. It has to be made clear. As a responsible business, we go to great lengths to inform the public of the restrictions by providing extensive signage highlighting all of the necessary details, including the validation process. At our store, this includes a total of 18 signs located in prominent spaces across the car park and stores. Each of the four registration terminals are placed in highly visible locations immediately behind the tills and within two metres of the checkouts. All have visual surrounds indicating that they are to register for the customer car park. Any genuine little customer who believes that they have received a parking charge notice incorrectly simply need to provide proof of purchase through the appeals process. We also encourage customers to contact our customer service team who are always happy to assist with any case. And that was from Mr. Oliver Thomas, who is their press officer. Um, that's fine, but I have to take issue with the fact that it, signage is not there uh, and easy to read. It says customer car parking on big signs. And then in smaller print, it says must register. Or if you look at the small print, which, you know, is not easy to see. Um, and if you've thrown, if you go and buy some stuff, unless you need your receipt, if you, you know, buy, uh, I don't know, a load of potatoes or baked beans or whatever it is, you don't keep a receipt. And a lot of people pay in cash, so it's not on your, your credit card. And the only way you are going to get off that £90 fine, uh, as far as I can see, is to insist that the store go through all the CCTV footage. Now, you have a right to have that done, but I bet they'll kick up a fuss. So there we are. I suggest make it really easy, huge. Just imagine we're all stupid and make the signs easy. And never mind saying, oh, we're not asking for money. No, if, you, if it said pay here, like car parks we have to pay, you would go and pay. It would be easier. Anyway, never mind. I've got that out of my system. Thank you very much indeed. And I will probably, from time to time, pop into the odd little and still do some shopping. Can I ask a question? If you're a very good boy, put your hand up and, pl and, and say, please, sir. Huh, please, sir, can I ask a question, please? Rob? Yeah. Yes, question from you. Uh, does that imply that you have to purchase something from Lidl, otherwise you, you get a fine? Uh, that's a very good point. Um, and, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about that. There is what they call a 10-minute grace period, so that if you go into the store and you suddenly think, or you drive into the car park and you think, oh, I don't need to be here and drive out again within 10 minutes, uh, the, then you don't have to do anything. But 
if you go into the store and if you browse, you might spend half an hour looking and then not find something that you want and decide not to buy anything, right? And you leave the store forgetting to register, you'll have huge problems, yes. What if you're a mother or a father picking up their son or daughter and you're waiting in the car park for their shift to finish? You're going to get a fine, aren't you? That's also a very good point. That is a very, very good point. You, you, unless you have registered your number and scanned, as I understand it, scanned your till receipt. So I presume you need to scan in your till receipt. So, yeah, even if you've browsed and not bought anything, you may well get a fine. That's a very, very good point. Oh, I bloody well wish I'd thought about that when I was talking to them. And if you're the postman delivering post and you're in the back of your van sifting through all the little post and you're more than 10 minutes and then you go up to the post box in Lidl, drop the letters in, you drive off in your van, the post office get a fine. Well, I would hope that the parking company are not that crass and stupid. So we all need to drive post vans when we go to Lidl. Hmm. Well, there is that, I suppose. And I suppose the deliver. Well, I, I I imagine that the the post van goes in the in the deliveries car park at the back or something. The point about going in and um, browsing around, looking around, but not actually buying anything, uh, and leaving the store without a purchase. Yeah, you might you might find yourself in trouble. If you've got a passenger with you, the best solution is to get your passenger to get out the car and walk in front of your car as you're going through the entrance of Little. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, that's a very good idea. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, just a thought. Anyway, that, so that's done. If anybody has any parking queries uh, that they would like to share with us, I suggest they uh, get in touch the usual way. You can either go on uh, the call box or you can send me uh, an email to jameswellradio at gmail.com. Shall we do some music? Yeah, let's do some music. Because I feel I've, I've, I've probably... Uh, moaned on enough now about my back and various other bits and pieces of my anatomy and my parking. Um, this is Nick Aslam. He's a product of a council estate and the streets of Burton-on-Trent. Burton-on-Trent's very famous for a couple of things. It's brewery and it's Marmite. Isn't there a smell when you, when you enter Burton-on-Trent? Oh, you've been there too? No, I've just heard about it. Yeah, no. Well, I used to work in Derby in Burton-on-Trent's around the corner. Um, and I quite Burton-on-Trent's a very pretty little town, really. There are lots of pretty little towns scattered yeah. all over the UK. Yeah. yeah. Um, and ap- apropos to what we were talking about, Little, uh, Nick Aslam's brand new single is called Warrior in Woolworths. Not a town. 
There we are. Warrior in Woolworths from Nick Aslam, the product of a council estate in Burton-on-Trent. And uh, that is out on the 24th of November. And you can get it, of course, in all the usual places. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, if you would like to uh, have a bit of music on the programme, all you've got to do is this. Yeah, can you email me, uh, Rob, that's that's me, at uh, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Include the MP3 and permission to play. Now, one of the other uh, stories that has very much been in the news is uh, what we do with returning ISIS fighters. A lot of them now, because of the... Uh, uh, collapse of the ridiculously stupid idea of a caliphate, whatever that may or may not mean, uh, for extreme uh, religious Muslims to go and live in where they can chop people's hands, heads, feet and legs off at will, throw gay people off towers, burn people they don't like alive. Strange enough, they've nearly been defeated. People with those sort of views, by the way, need a period of re-education or putting down. Um, so we asked on, on on Facebook what should be done with them and what if it was a member of your family? Because it's very easy, as uh, Donald Trump has gone around, this, this appalling bloke who's moaned down eight people in New York. Uh, Trump, of course, has said in his usual flamboyant way, I think we should execute him. Um, my view is that this man is completely and utterly mad and the way these people behave, executing them won't do any... And he won't put anybody off. Maybe we need to uh, find another way. Uh, Gary Miller just says the word treason. Um, Stacey Thomas says, uh, then they made the decision, didn't think about their family when they chose to leave, did they? Well, no, I'm, I'm asking what should be done with them. So first to I pick out, you don't give me any idea. Uh, Lynn Dickinson says, once you have made the decision to join ISIS, then you no longer belong in the UK. Well, that's, um, that, that, that doesn't work either, Lynn, unfortunately. That's like we're sort of shirking our responsibility. These are British people um, who have uh, been stupid and idiotic and, and, and disgusting. And, and a lot of them are coming back to this country. Um, and now we don't know where they are, but if we pick some up and if we can prove they've been involved... Uh, then we're going to have to do something with them. Uh, apparently, radicalization in some prisons is still going on apace. If you go to prison, if, you, if you've burgled somebody's home, if you've raped somebody, if you've mugged or murdered somebody, if you've done something that means you have to have a custodial sentence, then you have foregone all your human rights. And we have to do something to correct you. And it may well be that your religious stupidity has got you into trouble. So we take that away from you for a start. So we won't have any Bibles or Korans or Torahs given to people. We won't have any pastors or imams or, or rabbis going into prison for their spiritual well-being. Because in my view, it's all bollocks anyway. And I know we live in a country, we've got to respect people and their beliefs and I used to, but I'm beginning to not because the beliefs put about by some people are so extreme and so stupid. I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to actually respect somebody who 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 can't understand why uh, somebody who loves somebody of the same sex shouldn't be allowed to live their life the way they want to. I don't I don't I don't really understand how you respect those sort of people. Anyway, um, Jill Roberts says I would be ashamed if they were a member of my family. 
Uh, well, I'd be more than ashamed, I'll tell you, Jill. Uh, they are dangerous people spreading a dangerous ideology. Send them back to Syria as they can't be trusted. Well, you know, that's not going to do Syria any good. And if these people are coming back here, they are our citizens. We need to do something with them. Chris Price says, don't let them back. And if it was a family member, the same applies. And to anyone who says that they have rights, the answer is no, they don't. They give up any rights uh, when they took that path. I absolutely agree. Let me ask you this, Chris. Supposing one of these nutters came back was your son, and for some reason he'd been radicalised online. You didn't know about it, you had no idea, and he went off to fight this war because he thought he was doing something for some religious good, which is what some of these nutters think, and others are psychopaths. But if it was your son, what would you do? Would you not want to try to... Because to, to, I think they're all nuts. I mean, I think they are psychologically disturbed people. And, you know, do we just sort of throw them away? What do we do with them? Uh, Paul Evans says, uh, you have to make your bed and light. You say, what, Paul? Get over these f***ing cliches, all of you. Alison Browning says, build a prison camp, make them work hard. And if they're from this country... We can't deport them. Yeah, well, sensible, Alison, obviously. As they are our problems, a prison camp and hard work, or tag them at the least. If I'd had such a criminal in my family, I would totally and utterly disown them. Yeah, well, that's shirking your responsibility. It's fascinating to see. Uh, maybe I'm out of step with this, but uh, I, I tell you, I, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm not over-endowed by some of your responses. Uh, Lisa J. Gordon says uh, they have neither the money nor resources to monitor and put them under surveillance. Uh, I heard suggestions of rehab, getting a job. Where will that money be coming from, I wonder? Well, Lisa, it'll come from you and me and anyone else. Uh, Brett Mo Moses says if anyone leaves to fight with so-called ISIS, they should say goodbye to British nationality, even if they have family here. Yeah, but that, again, you see, this everybody wants to shirk their responsibility. If these are British citizens coming from this country, then we have to deal with it. We, we have to deal with it. We have to get them back. We have to find out what made them become so flipping mad. And, uh, and either we lock them up or we shoot them all. Um, and if they get shot whilst they're out in combat, fine. That's, uh, that's their own hard luck. I don't give a stuff one way or the other. But if some of them come running back because they didn't realise what it was going to be like, if some of them are obviously not much more than kids, uh, most of them mentally disturbed to, to actually think there was any point in going out there in the first place, if we don't do something, we are leaving the problem to our children and grandchildren just to fester. I think we need to tell these people there's no such thing as Allah or God. There's no such place as heaven or paradise. I, I, you know, unless you've got absolute proof of these places, then shut the f*** up. Uh, Paul Frost says, uh, do you realise there are former miners in the northeast who still refuse to talk to their sons uh, who crossed the picket line? You're talking about mercenary cowards who beheaded children. Uh, they should live in misery, pain, and regret for the rest of their lives. What has that got to do with miners in the Northeast who are pretty stupid if they're not talking to their sons who cross the picket line? Joe Hughes, fair trial. That's what civilized nations and societies do. Quite right, Joe. I mean, there were a load more of people who responded to this.
Uh, and I blame Rob for putting most of the stupid ones on there. Uh, they were all very similar. That's so I had a bit were of a they? struggle. Yeah, that's why the last one was there. Yeah, well, I'm quite right. And, I, I, you know, um, it's very easy to say, let's just uh, well, we'll bump them all off. But if they don't get killed, not all of them were involved in beheadings and stuff like that. Not all of them were involved in, uh, in you know, radicalising. It, it's, it is the fault of religion. You can't get away from it. It's f***ing religion that actually causes the problems. And people believe the shit that some people speak. I had a go at somebody the other night who was a faith healer. And I said, you talk bollocks. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I said, look. I have not seen proof of one of you idiots that actually has 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 helped somebody disabled and not able to walk get up and walk again. Oh, there is it's is, is proof all over the place. No, there isn't. I'm sure there are a lot of people who were fixed and could walk perfectly well and then pretend, but no, there isn't. And the same with some of these Anglican bishops uh, from made-up churches all over the place who who preach fire and brimstone and then run courses on how to heal homosexuals. You're all mad, all of you. Free country. Um, you can believe what you want, but don't expect your beliefs to be accepted by everybody, certainly not by me. But there is a problem when we have these, these kids who've been radicalised by idiots come back, we have to do something about it. And all I would ask is for those of you to think seriously about this. If it was your son, your daughter, and it's all right saying, oh, the minors in the North of England still don't teach. Yeah, because they're stupid. I don't believe most of you who listen to me are stupid. Just a few we can take the piss out of. Oh, you better do tech talk before I actually go and smack a wall. <clears throat> Uh, not really much in tech talk this week, but I've got some... Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. What is wrong with you? Uh, not much in tech talk at all. Well, there's... there's I, I, I Don't you make something up? Oh, I'll make something up. Um, you know, what about the iPhone X? £117 a month over two years means you've paid £2,800 on that phone that cost only £1,400 or £1,049. I mean, that, that in itself needs to be discussed. Well, that was what I was going to talk about. Now you've done it. Now what I'm going to do? What do you mean that's what you were going to talk about it? The iPhone X, £117 a month over two years. Yeah. And who's actually... Uh, is this iPhone expecting you to do this? No, that's, uh, you know, the uh, mobile phone operators. And what is their excuse that they are charging you over £1,000 more? I've no idea. I've told you before, buy the phone up front on a credit card if you're going to do that. I had no idea they were making that much money. It's ridiculous. I mean, presumably they're charging you some of that will be going for the phone calls and the um, uh, and the other sort of stuff that you use. About The maximum is about £30 um, for the actual right. uh, call plan. So the, the sort of £80 a month for two years for the phone. Mm. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Well, then all these companies need to, to be bollocked, don't they? They do. Uh, what about uh, the Cambridge law students who uh, made some robots that can uh, predict outcomes of uh, which way a trial will go? Um, and so far, the 86.6% success rate compared against 66% of real lawyers. 
Really? Yeah. That could be the end of lawyers. They uh, did a study with uh, PPI claims. They put 775 claims in, and the computer predicted 86.6 correct, and the lawyers predicted 66.3. So we could have robotic lawyers. That'd be cheap, wouldn't it? Well, I think that's a very good idea, because most lawyers you meet are, um, yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Uh, Right. You've done any films? I don't suppose you've done any films, have you? I've, I've seen two films this week in the cinema. The first film I've, I saw was Breathe. That was quite a nice film. I enjoyed that film. Yeah. That's about the man who uh, had polio and uh, he had a, mach- right. had a machine that uh, breathed for him, but he, he could never leave the hospital until him and his friends invented like a breathing wheelchair. Nice film. Go and see. A nice film. A, a, a film that made you feel happy. Yeah. And the other uh, film oh. that I saw uh, was uh, Happy Death Day. What? It's um, it's like Groundhog Day. You've seen Groundhog Day? I have seen Groundhog Day, yes. You've done any films? I don't suppose you've done any films, have you? I, I've, I've seen two films this week in a cinema. The first film I've, I saw was Breathe. That was quite a nice film. I enjoyed that film. Yeah. That's about the man who uh, had polio and uh, he had a, mach- right. had a machine that uh, breathed for him, but he, he could never leave the hospital until him and his friends invented like a breathing wheelchair. Nice film. Go and see. A nice film. A, a, a film that made you feel happy. Yeah. And the other uh, film oh. that I saw uh, was uh, Happy Death Day. What? It's um, it's like Groundhog Day. You've seen Groundhog Day? I have seen Groundhog Day, yes. You've done any films? I don't suppose you've done any films, have you? I, I've, I've seen two films this week in the cinema. The first film I've, I saw was Breathe. That was quite a nice film. I enjoyed that film. Yeah. That's about the man who uh, had polio... And uh, he had a, mach- right. had a machine that uh, breathed for him, but he, he could never leave the hospital until him and his friends invented, like, a breathing wheelchair. Nice film. Go and see. A nice film. A, a, a film that made you feel happy. Yeah. And the other uh, film oh. that I saw uh, was uh, Happy Death Day. What? It's, um, it's like Groundhog Day. You've seen Groundhog Day? I have seen Groundhog Day, yes. Uh, yeah, it's like that. Right, fine. Um, I was just uh, just seeing a couple of, uh, of, of stories coming in about um, parking companies, uh, which uh, I've been talking about online, of course, as well as on uh, talk radio, where I am, Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock until 10. Uh, Dar- David Brown uh, says he's never paid one using advice he got online. I've just been the ticket and quite often hear nothing. Uh, I got a nice sports car too, so Sodom. But I am the type of chap who helps without thought. I hate paying for parking. Put the money in a charity box there. Well, uh, good luck to you, David. Richard Todd says, my vet has just introduced a new parking system. When you check in at reception, you have to enter your vehicle registration on some kind of tablet, and there is a sign that says, if you don't, you'll be fined £100, and there are signs in the car park, excuse me, but surely the only people that can legally force you to pay are the council or the police. These private parking companies can't legally force you to pay can they? 
They can take you to court, though. But the private parking companies, if somebody employs them, as I'm led to believe, uh, if 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 I've got a, a bit of parking in front of my house or front of my shop or wherever, and I decide that I want to charge people to park there, and I put signs up saying, if you want to park here, it'll be a charge of X amount of pounds. And if you refuse to pay it, but you still park there, um, then I think I have a right to uh, to get the money off you, don't I? You do. I must admit that I do employ a private car parking company myself. Do you? Yes. God, you're one of them, aren't you? It's not. It, it's not a you know outside my shop. Well, it's behind my shop. You know, it's the car park for the staff, and uh, yeah, we uh, we put some signs up that we had to pay for, and then every time a car parks there, we get ten quid if we dob them in. I've never dobbed anyone in, but that's no excuse for parking in my car park, though. But I do stick uh, no, really, no. really nasty letters on people's cars and do take a photograph with the uh, car and the sign, which is right next to the car, that says they will be fined. Yeah. I think it's £120, I think, if you park there. Really? And that's enough to worry them. But I never send the uh, the thing off to get my £10. I should do, though. I'd be quite rich by now. You would, wouldn't you? Mm. What a ridiculously stupid man you are. To have a f***ing car parking place there... And, and threaten people, but not do anything about it. Well, it, it works. You should be ashamed of it. In fact, I wouldn't even have admitted that on the air. I wouldn't mind betting you actually edit out that last bit. I'm not going to edit that out. Well, I should be listening and find out. Um, now, listen, one other thing that really has pissed me off this week, and that is everybody watching the... What is it about this f***ing programme, Bake Off? that everybody has to actually go and, and, and get excited. I mean, you know, we're an obese nation. We shouldn't be getting excited about programmes where people go and cook things that really, quite frankly, aren't very good for you. So what, what is it about... I haven't watched it, I don't know. But what is it about this programme? Uh, and I, I don't know. So I've asked the question, why are millions of people obsessed with watching others baking cakes? Barry Scott says, uh, all the old biddies, James. Well, apparently not. Uh, it's Bake Off is far more popular with younger people. Uh, David Dale? I should know somebody called David Dale. You couldn't make it up. Uh, Charles Frederick Brindley, sad life some of them have. Uh, Karen Bowman said it's a happy programme, feel-good programme. No violence, just baking cakes and stuff. What not to like? What's not to like? Can't argue with that, really, can you? Uh, Kay Folwell says, I love the show, and Paul Hollywood is just an added extra. That's disgusting. That's not fair on Paul Hollywood. He's not an extra. He's one of the main cast. Yeah, but he's hardly a sex symbol, is he? Uh, Julian Rose says, I watch it as the dark side of me hopes that they'll drop it on the floor as they deliver it to the orange fella, Frankie Hollywood. Who's Frankie Hollywood? <laughs> that's a that's a sort of like a crossover between Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Paul Hollywood, isn't it? Oh, Paul Hollywood. Who's Paul? Oh, Paul, oh uh, Paul Hollywood, yeah. Uh, Graham Hughes says, I don't care what people watch, but why does it have to be all over the f***ing news? His words, not mine. Um, I, Graham, I'm with you, my friend. I have no idea. But it won't be now, because we've, now we've got sexual impropriety in Parliament and Hollywood and uh, everywhere else to, uh, not Paul Hollywood, of course, uh, to, uh, to talk about... Um, <laughs> Uh, Joe Hughes says something harmless and comforting about it. I don't have a TV, but I do sometimes watch a bit online. Uh, there's something of the gastro porn element about it, which is good because you can watch but not eat. 
Interesting. Uh, does it make you want to eat? Uh, Tim Shepard says, uh, not me, that's for sure. Main TV channels just fill their airspace with cheap reality shows because they are cheap and most seem brainwashed to watch them. Uh, I can assure you, actually, they're not cheap. Um, Paul Burton says, uh, a TV company will really have a hit when they create a program that combines cooking and dancing. Dancing on icing. Maybe. That's a very good, that's a good thought, isn't it? Uh, Brian uh, Woodworth says, absolute load of crap. Why would anybody want to watch this rubbish? Steve Terry Parker, the culture is governed by the female mind mentality. Reality TV is about reactions and it necessitates males to be able to measure her reactions to televised reactions. Sender, receiver, receiver. There are few fewer senders than there are receivers when the bake-off was on there was a i think it was high pressure in the uk and the majority of people with their free view couldn't pick up tv signals really yeah oh so the bake-off would have actually got to higher viewing figures if the uh, weather had been better yeah, but I think a lot of people watch on, on tablets and on uh, stuff now, don't they? Well, I hope they've got a TV licence. Oh, no, they don't need it because it's moved, doesn't it? It's on Channel it? 5 now, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you do need it, though, don't you, to watch any television with a licence. It doesn't, doesn't stipulate just the BBC. It says you have to have a licence to actually watch television pictures, receive television pictures. No, I, I meant online. So BBC, if you watch online, you have to have a licence. But any other TV station, you don't. Really? Mm. Ah. Well, good luck with enforcing that. Yeah. Um, right. I think we'll probably do the questions now. Have we, have we got any uh, Wales Mail? Uh, Wales Mail? I think we've got one. From uh, Al Willis. says, uh, I've looked through your TV show episodes, but can't seem to locate the one Jim Diamond is in. Any chance you could let me know? Cheers. Um, I think Jim was on a couple of them. That uh, They were early on shows that we did from... Uh, the Radio Air Studios, I believe. Was he singing singing on the he, show? Yeah, I think, yeah, he was. He was in, uh, he, he came in with his group, uh, PhD, I think. If that's the case, then I would he have... came ed- on the programme. I would on. have, I, if that's the case, I would have edited him out of the show. Why? Because he would have copy- come up with loads of copyright notices on YouTube. So what I'll do is I'll find the show and I'll take that segment out and put it up separately. All right, well, there we are. Thank you very much, DC. All things are possible. You just have to ask. Uh, Now, we conclude the programme. Thank you very much indeed. Don't forget, go to the website, jameswellradio.co.uk forward slash talk if you want to see all our videos, the videos that I record uh, from my radio show. How did last night's go? A few thousand, if I remember rightly. Okay. People seem to like it when we're outside more. Yeah, it it does wonders for your complexion. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we finished the program usually, and uh, if if you thought this was bad, there are over two hundred hours. Uh, so you can see just how bad it gets if you go to the website. You can uh, listen to listen to them all, can't you? They're all on the website, yes, and scattered. all Could you over listen the to them all at once or not? You could listen no, to them all not. at once, but it would just sound very garbled. Be quite fun, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd all finish at different lengths, though. Oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, qu- questions for the whale. Uh, Tim Shepherd. Uh, why do councils waste millions on advisory companies on the best way to run their council? 
is it not their job to do this in the first place? Maybe the, the council officials who are the paid uh, members of the council, not the elected representatives of you and I, maybe they ought to be cleverer rather than uh, continually having to uh, bring in advisors. And uh, what's that great word now uh, where you, you become, uh, what's another word for an advisor? Consultant. Um, consultants, yeah, a consultant. Uh, I think it is a huge waste of money in the health service as well. You're absolutely right. You need consultants in the health service, surely. Well, well, not though. You know what I'm talking about. Don't be silly. Come on. Listen, I need to get out. My back is killing me. Come on. Uh, okay, uh, Colin Watkins. How come Ash has not been mistaken for a Yeti? Uh, he has many times, and uh, he, uh, he 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 kind of likes it. He's he's not only has he been mistaken for a Yeti, he's been mistaken for a rabbi, uh, for Christ, uh, for a hobo, um, and even for a, a rock and roll star, which he quite likes. It has to be said, but uh, you know, it's just a it's just a hairy bloke who doesn't wash his hair very often, basically. Uh, Gene Matheson, James, I'm utterly sick of people taking pictures of themselves with daft filters on them to make them look like pigs and cartoon characters. They think they look cute and cheeky. They don't. Uh, they Gene, look stupid. I, no, they look ridiculous. It's a stupid app. And who would who would want to do that? I find that really quite childish, I must admit. Uh, Richard Phillips, is VAT still applicable to Jaffa Cakes? And uh, if you get reincarnated, do we have to still pay inheritance tax? That's two questions. Yeah, well, we'll answer them both. No. Uh, Andy Quick, are you Pat Phelan in disguise and have Robbo locked in your basement? And again, I would reply, no. And uh, John Yawns... I think. Uh, does Kevin need some spacey? Uh, I think he probably needs an enormous amount of spacey, to be quite honest with you. That's the end of the questions. And that is the end of the show. I am going to lie in a hot bath. I'll see you all next time. Would you like me to scrub your back? Uh, most certainly would not. That is inappropriate. Have you gone? I'm still here. <laughs> All oh, right, just okay. reach your right. I'm going. Bye. I'm about to cut cut you off. Okay, you do that. Yeah. Well, I am. I'm going to now. We're doing. If then. I could find where to cut you <laughs> off, that's the problem I had. Well, well yeah, I've got my okay. thumb over the button. I'm right. Well, for you. I know. I know how to do it. See you later. Bye. Bye. to the James Well Radio Show.
For more information, visit www.jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash show or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.